If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 46. Uh, let's go. I'm going to read verses of Scripture 1 through 7. And if it's okay, can I read out of the Passion Translation? I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation, the book of Psalms 46, 1 through 7. The Scripture says it like this. This is so powerful. God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crushing waves cannot erode our faith in you. Now listen to what it says here. Pause in his presence. God has a constant flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God Most High into His holy dwelling places. God is in the midst of His city, secure and never shaken. At daybreak, His help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. When the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to just fall apart before him. Here he comes. The commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Pauls in his presence. Woo. Somebody lift your hands for a minute. Somebody clap your hands for a few moments. Somebody shout the name of Jesus. Somebody worship him. Somebody just pause for a minute and let all the things that has you bound begin to fall off of you as you begin to worship the God of angel armies right now. Hallelujah. I want to preach just for a minute, well, several minutes, on this simple thought. There's help in moments of weakness. There's help in moments of weakness. You can be seated if you'd like. We have to first establish, there's just one thing that we have to establish tonight before we can go anywhere else with God in any relationship with Him. Before God could ever fix you or help you in your situation, you must first admit that you need help, that you're broken. God can't help us unless we first admit that we need help. We have to establish in our life that there are times that we are broken. And, and tonight, I have felt some things in the spirit and I even questioned myself many times. I, I, I have indicators in my life that, that will go off when I re that will help me to realize that I need some help. 
And one of the main indicators in my life personally, it may not be the same for you, is that when I'm in the presence of the Lord, if I'm not able to dance, I'm not able to worship, I'm not able to open my mouth, I'm not able to clap my hands, then I know that there's something inside of me that needs to be fixed and I need some help with something. Because when I get in his presence and I know that that I am doing the things that God wants me to do, when I'm in his presence, there's a freedom in his presence. But when I'm bound, when I am heavy-minded and my mind is going through chaos, I have seen myself just sit in his presence and leave the same way that I came into his presence. I have left the same way before I got there. I came in one way and I left the same way in the presence of the almighty God. But Bishop, there are times in our lives that we just got to pause. We got to stop and say, you know what? I got something going on and I can't do it anymore. I can't fix me. I need some help. One of the biggest lies of the enemy is is that you don't need help. And the second biggest lie is is you've arrived. (laughs) We're in a fight. We got to establish that we are fighting a spiritual battle. Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We like to stop there. We like to stop right there. But here's what the rest of the word says. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The Lord showed me something this morning. And we were singing a song about something about this is how we overcome or this is how we get the victory. And it was talking about praise. It's talking about this is our help. This is how we find our help. This is how we get our victory. It's, it, it's through our praise. And the enemy will come and he'll bombard your mind and get you so distracted and so heavy that even when you're in the presence of God, you can't even acknowledge that you're in the presence of God because the enemy has one go when you come into the house of God in the presence of God. If he can get you to just sit there and not praise and worship God, then he wins because that's what he was created to do. And he's jealous of your worship and he's jealous of your praise and if he can just get you to just be wrapped up in your situation he wins David comes running and he comes to the man of God I don't have a weapon he said I'm about to fight and I don't have a weapon what you got he said oh I got the sword that you cut the devil's head off or the the enemy's head off with, the the giant's head off with, I got it back here. And guess what it's wrapped in? 
the ephod. What they wear? What what did the priests wear when they when they began to praise? The ephod. The Lord spoke to me and He said, "Every victory, every victory, is wrapped in your praise." Oh, you, you don't want to hear this tonight. And that's all right, devil, because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the church because we're about to stomp some things on the head tonight and we're about to see a release of some things. Why? Because our help's here. Our help is here. Even in our moments of weakness, even when we're going through the biggest fight of our life, God still wants to help us, Pastor. Even when we come in beat down and distraught, there's something inside of you that has to say, I know this is going on, but I am going to praise him. I'm Gonna worship him. Or I can just leave the same way that I came. I need help, Lord. I need help. And there's some of us here tonight that God has helped us to a certain place. To a certain place. We get to a certain place and then we get to that. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Listen, we get to that place. But when we get to the part of the scripture where it talks about being obedient and go ahead and taking care of some things, we then stop because all the rest of the scripture talks about God doing it and God being our help. But God is saying through the pastor this morning and through this two-bit preacher tonight that he can't do it without you. He's got to have your faith. He's got to have your praise. He's got to have your worship. And if you'll activate that tonight. Sister Kaylin, a miracle can happen in this place. Oh, I don't think I don't think there's a help here. I said there's a help here. It's undeniable. It's undescribable. It's all powerful. There's a name that's above all other names. And he's here. What if you could see him? How would you act? God inhabits. Oh, Jesus. I got this sickness, but you hold on, devil. I'm going to call up on my help. I praise you. Heaven begins to be activated because God's people begin to praise. And he says, I'm bound by my word. He's bound by his word. He lives in your praise. I remember... Well, Holloway said, he said over there in the corner of his church, bitter, broken, hurting, distraught, in pain, depressed, oppressed, beat down, grieving, no hope. You know what the Lord told him to do? Dance. 
Preacher, don't preach this. I thought you said you needed help. I thought you needed a miracle. I thought you had lost family members. I thought all hell was coming against you. You ought to take a lap right now. You ought to dance right now. You ought to, well, I don't feel it. It don't say anything about feelings. It says, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Him. He has to show up. Oh, God. He has to show up. He has to show up. He's bound by it. He's bound by his word. He inhabits the praises. Of his people. Brother Jeremy, he lives in my praise. He dwells in my praise. My praise. You you can't have him by my praise. You better get your own Jesus. You better get your own shout. You better get your own worship. It don't have to look like mine. It better not. It don't need to be a counterfeit. I need you, Lord. I need help. Prayer is powerful. Fasting and prayer is powerful. But you know, you can pray. And be dignified. (laughs) You can fast and nobody else even has to know about it. Some of you, you know what you need to do? You need to give God some ugly praise. You need to let God get all over you. Mess your hair up. Come on. You came in here beat down, distraught, broken, depressed, anxiety, fear, bitterness, grieving. And God says, I live. I live in your praise. I'll show up and I'll do a miracle. But you got to praise me. You got to praise me. I'm your help in your moments of weakness. Praise is not popular. It's not popular. But it's powerful. Watch. Here's what happens. I feel like the Lord showed me this. That the spirit of fear and hopelessness brings anxiety attacks, depression, and causes strongholds. Strongholds are thinking patterns. In moments of weakness, the enemy always shows up. He always shows up. And he's got one thing to do. He wants to destroy you. 
And when we don't praise God for who he is, what he's done, and what he's going to do, when we don't do that, we allow the enemy to steal us of our miracles and our help. And instead of praising him, the enemy begins to speak lies to us. And he wants to paralyze you. And the thing he wants to paralyze is your praise. And when I don't praise, let me ask you a question. If Jesus is in, if Jesus is here, do you think anxiety can stay here? With Jesus, it will happen. Jesus in this place. Right? If Jesus is here, oh God. Lord, I need I need somebody to be healed right now. Lord, people need miracles right now. We need help. You're saying, oh. People say, oh, God doesn't understand. God doesn't understand. Then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had gone without food for 40 days and 40 nights, guess what? He became hungry. Well, it's deep, isn't it? Guess who shows up? And the tempter came and said to him, If you are, if you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Oh God. If God really loves you, why are you dealing with this? Weak moments. You ever, you ever said that? Where you at, God? Where you at? I need help. And a miracle don't happen so steady. It don't happen real quick. And guess who shows up? If he's a healer, why aren't you healed? If he's a deliverer, he's a savior, why aren't your lost family members born again yet? If he's this or if he's that, why ain't he helping you? Doesn't he know where you're at? Does he not know what you're going through? Does he not care? Does God not care? <laughs> what did he say? What was his response? It is written. It is written. It is written. Brother Sanders, it is written. The Word of God says it. The Word of God says it. The Word of God says if I'm going to praise Him, He's going to live in my praise. 
If I'm going to worship him and I begin to praise him, he's going to show up. I don't know when. I don't even know how. But it is written. It is written and forever remains written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. What he was saying is, is I'm not backing down. I'm not going to back down. Here's what we don't do. A lot of times we don't do this. And I'm guilty. But when I know a brother or sister is going through the trial of their life and they can't praise him, Here's what I want to do sometimes. I just want you to stop and just look at me and say, Devil, I'm going to praise him. for I'm going to praise you because my brother right now feels paralyzed. And I'm not even going to praise you, God, for what you've done for me or who you are for me. But I'm going to do it. It is written that you're going to show up. Yes. What would happen if we just begin to praise God for everything but ourselves? I'll tell you what would happen. He'd show up. He'd show up at people's houses. I'm fixing to show you in the Word how that happens. He's like, okay, I can't do, I can't get him, I can't get him because he's hungry. I can't mock him. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take him up. Follow with me. I'm going to take him up here. He took him. And to the holy city, Jerusalem, he placed him on the pinnacle, the highest point of the temple, and he said mockingly to him, if you, if you are. Isn't it the same thing the devil does to us in our weaknesses? If he was God, this wouldn't be happening. If, if, if you are the son of God. Throw yourself down. Now watch what he does. For it is written. Now he's using what, he, what the Lord just said was his weapon. Now the devil's using his word against him. Took him up there and said, throw yourself down. If you're God, throw yourself down. Because it is written that if you do that, If you do that, the angels of the Lord are going to come. What he was saying was, is it's written that if you do that, you help. The angels of the Lord, your help is going to show up. Listen to what it says. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you to serve, care for, protect, and watch over you. And they will lift you up on their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Oh God. Jesus said to him, On the other hand, it is written and forever remains written, you shall not tempt, you shall not test the Lord your God. Guess what? 
The devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world and the glory, the splendor of it all. And here's what he said. All these things I will give you. If you'll just worship me. Just begin to praise me, he said. Begin to worship me. And I'll give you all the things this world has to offer. And I come into his presence. Needing help. And leave the same way that I came. And I'll worship the enemy. When I spend more time. Invested and involved in his kingdom. He's the prince and the power of the air. He is the the God of this world. Did you know that? And I give unto that. And I allow that to become so deeply entrenched in my spirit. And I scroll away. And I watch away. And I get involved in all that. But I get into the presence of God. Oh God, help me tonight. Broken. I don't know about you, there's times I come here and it takes everything that I possibly have with inside of me to get to the presence of God. Just to be here. Just to get here. Because we're involved in a world and we're we're fighting an enemy. If we want to be real, wants to kill each and every one of us. You know how he starts the the slaughter? By stealing your praise and trying to get us to worship the God of this world. He showed me this, Bishop. He showed me that. How can I be so entrenched? The scripture calls it weight. It so easily besets me. And I began to think about it, Sister Carla, when I was in the world. Y'all might not be crazy as I was. But I had a song in the world. And when that song came on, I liked to dance. Bishop, don't even know what he said this morning. And I vowed in my spirit when I get in the presence of God and the song of the Lord is being played I didn't know how to pray when I first came to the Lord I didn't know how to pray I didn't even understand the Bible but what I seen the elders do I said I can't pray like that I don't know how to read the word like that but I can praise like that and if I did it for the devil God I'm going to praise you And when I began to praise him, you know what he would do? He'd show up. And when that tempter would come and say, you just need to smoke another joint. You need to take another hit of meth. You need to go buy you a bottle. I'd be in a service on a Sunday night not knowing anything but to praise him. 
And when I began to praise him, I didn't care what I looked like. I didn't care what I looked like because I knew the struggle and the fight that God delivered me from. And we'll get drunk in the world and look like fools. And Brother Arnold used to say, everybody is somebody's fool. So whose fool are you going to be? I'm going to be a fool for Christ. Why? Because I need help. And I have weak moments. And the Lord said, you know what? I'm going to get to a place. I'm going to allow the Spirit to drive me into a... I'm going to allow my Spirit to drive me into a desert wilderness place. And I'm going to let the enemy try me. I want to see what it feels like to need help. Why? Because brother, he knew there was a day in a weak moment, I know y'all, y'all are perfect and dignified people, but this old boy has weak moments. Sometimes I'm hungry. Sometimes I look at the world and it's goods and it's glitz and it's glamour. So man, it's awfully tempting. The Lord said, you know what, I'm going I'm to go through all of this stuff. Because how can I be the God that can make a way when there seems there is no way? He did the same thing for us to have help as he did as he died for salvation for us. He had to experience the pain, the temptation, the suffering. So he he understood when we came to him in our brokenness. He understood that, hey, I remember that time when I was hungry. I remember the time I seen the glitz and the glamour and I made a way for you to find help. He said, here's what I love about this scripture. The enemy said, you see all this? All these things I will give you. I'd be a liar tonight if I was to sit up here and tell you that the devil didn't have anything to offer. Because he does. He's got a lot to offer. It's called depression, heartache, pain, misery, addiction, bitterness, unforgiveness, sorrow. And if I'll just quit praising God and I'll quit getting in His presence, the enemy knows, you know, if if they'll just, they'll quit praising he won't be there. And they'll begin to think about what they're going to eat after service and what they need to do tomorrow. Right? And then service after service, day after, there's some days 
Bishop, I'm probably, some of the neighbors probably think I'm crazy because my house, there's two little windows in the front door, and I live right beside the school. But there's some mornings, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to say. You know what I do? That's why I'm not scared to dance here. Because some days I can't pray. Some days I just can't. I can't do it. You know what I can do? I love you, Lord. I praise your name. I thank you for your goodness. I worship you. I thank you, God, that I'm the head and not the tail. I thank you, God, that I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. You're an ever-present help in the time. And when I begin to do that, and you begin to do that, His presence begins to fall. And everything that seems that has me bound begins to lift. In his presence. In his presence. I'm tired of the devil. I'm tired of watching him steal people's praise. I don't know what preacher ever said that the shout is shallow. (laughs) Tell that to the Lord. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Last time I checked, that's in the book. (laughs) He said, you know what? I want to offer you something. Somebody come play something. Bail me out. I'm not even halfway there. He said, worship me. I'll give you all this. Here's what I like. Then Jesus said to him, Go away, Satan. Get behind me. Get out of here. For it is written and forever remains written. You! You know who was included in that? The devil. You! Shall worship the Lord your God. I don't know if you realize this, but Jesus is the devil, is, is the devil, the enemy's God. There's no other God but Jesus. He's not his equal. Oh boy. What he said was this, let me put you in check. You, all of us, shall worship the Lord your God. And serve him only. Guess what happened? He left. He left. Then guess who showed up to help Jesus? Then the devil left him. And angels came. And ministered to the Lord. Bringing him food. And serving him. I don't know about you, but we need to help. We need to hear this word, Romans 8, 26 through 28 in closing. You must have the Holy Ghost. thought I heard that today. 
Thought I heard that. The only way you're going to get help is to have the help. It wouldn't hurt some of us to run up here what we used to call pray back through. <laughs> Just pray through. What's that mean? Here I am. I need help. I'm weak. And I need some help. Well, he can't help us if we ain't got him abiding in us. Likewise, the Spirit. What helps us? What helps our infirmities? The Spirit. Oh, boy, that's powerful. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our infirmities, in our weaknesses. What does? Those that worship Him must worship Him. In flesh. Now I started in flesh. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But guess who does? But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Oh, God. Why? Because he maketh intercession for who? The saints. According to what? The will of God. Now watch what it says here. And we know. And we know. I know that all things work together, my Lord, for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. I need help tonight in moments of weakness. Sometimes it's through praise. I just got to get in his presence. I just got to, I need the spirit. I got to get in his presence. I got to get in his presence. Sometimes I say to myself, I need to pray through. I can't carry this anymore. And that's what's been going on in some of your lives. The Lord showed me several people here tonight that are bound that are carrying weights that they, God never intended for you to carry. You're, you can't praise, you can't pray, you can't worship, you can't do anything. The Lord says you just need to get in the Spirit. You need to come and pray in the Spirit. You need to come praise in the Spirit because you don't know how to pray, you don't know what to pray, but it, it, if you'll just get in the Spirit, if, you, if you'll just come and find your help and, and get acquainted again and again and again with Him, the Spirit will make intercession for you. He'll be a help. He'll be a help if you could play something, sister. He'll be a help. Bishop said it, an ever-present help in the time of what? In the time of trouble. I told this story, I think it was on a Wednesday night. Just a few months ago. Some of you may not have heard it. 
But I was preaching and for Brother Teague, I just feel to share it. I was preaching for Brother Teague in Rolla, Missouri. Some of you have heard this. Act like you haven't before. It was closing service just like this. Very, same spirit. Same atmosphere. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, tell them that this is a refuge. I think we just, I think we just read something about God being a refuge in the book of Psalms. A safe place. Aren't you thankful, Brother Lewis, that when this world's chaotic, you can walk through those doors and you can feel safe to just lift your hands, shout hallelujah, just cast your care upon the Lord because He cares for us. And the Lord said, tell them this is a refuge, a safe place. I said, the Lord wants you to know this is a refuge, a safe place. He said, tell them people are going to drive by and I'm going to draw them here because this is a safe place for them. I said, the Lord said, people are going to drive by here and they're just going to be drawn here because this is a safe place for them. And then I said, you're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Five minutes later, a man comes running down the aisle. Brother Burke, I need you to come outside to get out there. There's a young man sitting on a motorcycle and he's got claw marks down his face, blood streaming all over him. He's weeping uncontrollably and he comes into the church. And we finally settle him down, Bishop, enough to talk to him at the altar. That's the best place to be. He said, I jumped on my motorcycle because me and my wife are fighting. And uh, I was going around this curve and right around this next curve is a cliff. And I was going and I was running my bike off this cliff and I was going to take my life. But when I came around that first curve, something spoke to me as in an audible voice and said, pull in right here. Here's your help. Amen. He showed back up that night. His name was Robbie. He, he was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins. He called on the name that the only saving name in baptism is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But guess who was there? Little Robbie. His son. Robbie was having a, a pretty weak moment that day. But you know what happened, Pastor? The Lord said, one at a time. One young man on a motorcycle that the devil had lied to. And the Lord said, let me have a little talk with you. Pull in. He said, I tried to leave. And that same voice said, no, you stay right here. This is your help. Won't you stand to your feet tonight? Some of us have drug ourselves here tonight. Some of us drug ourselves here tonight. Some of us have been carrying things for a long time that God never intended for you to carry. He said, lay down every weight and sin that so easily beset you. One of my indicators is if I'm carrying something that I shouldn't be carrying, one of the indicators is, is how's my praise look? 
How's my prayer look? How does my faithfulness look? And if it ain't where I... Oh, God. Then I'll begin to... That's what we all do right now. We all just search ourselves and say, you know what? There was two lepers. So we're in a bad place. But you know what? There ain't no sense in just sitting here and dying. We're having... There's a famine. We're not even allowed in the city. We can't even talk to anybody. But I'm not just going to sit here and die. They never said, I'm, I'm not in a bad place. They never acknowledged that everything was going great. They acknowledged that they were in a terrible situation. But they said, I'm not just going to sit here and die. There's something about just getting up. Oh, God. There's something about just getting up. Acknowledging. It's all right to acknowledge that everything ain't going good. But I ain't just going to sit here. I'm just going to head to the enemy's camp. Because the worst thing that can happen is that I'm going to die. They were dying already. But as they begin to take a step, guess who showed up? The Lord. And that's what God wants to do for you. You may think you're a leper. But God calls such a crazy sound in the spirit that the enemy didn't know it was just a couple of lepers. But it sounded like a host of an army. What would happen tonight in your life, in your family's life, if you said, you know what? Reality is, is it's not looking good. The report is bad. There is a famine. But Bishop, I'm not going to sit here and die. Because it is written that he'll never leave you, oh God. He'll never forsake you. He said, but I'll go, I'll go with you. He didn't say I'll sit with you. He said, I'll go with you even to the end of the world. I'm going to go all the way. <laughs> some of you, some of us, I've been there. We're paralyzed. Why don't we begin to march right now? Why don't you begin to pray right now in the spirit? Oh, you're, you want some kind of a, there's not anything most. this is spiritual. <laughs> some of you, we need to release some things off our life right now. And we need to begin to, it is written. It is written. <laughs> it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to die here. I'm not going to die.
die in my chaos. I'm not going to die in my depression. I'm not going to die in this, this little moment of weakness. God has more. God's going to go all the way. I'm going to repent. I'm going to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. I'm going to allow God to fill me with his spirit. But it's up to you. It's up to your praise. It's up to your worship. Hallelujah. Come on, won't you do that for a minute? Don't even look at your neighbor right now because this is between you and God. (laughs) This is between you and God right now. Some of you need to praise. Some of you need to pray. Some of you need to worship. Some of us need, come on. Come on, don't just sit there. It ain't going to change. I'll go with you. He said, come on, he's moving. Something's moving. 